Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the Lamplighters podcast. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. We are grateful to be on the journey with you this year as we travel through the Psalms. Now, last week, we took a deep dive into Psalm 22, all about loneliness. What is on tap for this week, Jan? Well, something a bit more obviously uplifting, and even though loneliness is appropriate to the season we're entering, we also have another topic that's appropriate to the season as well, which is Thanksgiving. Um, But before we get into that lesson, I want to confess that like you, when I came to this psalm, I thought, oh, no, not that we'd chosen the wrong one, but it's Mm -hmm. like, what are we going to say about this that's new? It hadn't been already said. But then the longer I dug in, I realized that... We, there's more covered in these two psalms than we can ever get to. Mm-hmm. So don't even worry about that. Um, when I went back and I read them out loud, which is what I encourage everyone to do, right? Mm-hmm. It made me laugh, Lynn. Okay. Because the exuberant worship described in these psalms is so unpresbyterian. Right. You know, we are, we are such uh, buttoned up yes. people. And this is the antithesis of decently and in an order, which is how we like to think of ourselves. So just remember that going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but let's go back to Thanksgiving. Okay. Do you remember learning about Thanksgiving as a child? Yeah, I do. I mean, I remember learning about it in school, you know, and mm-hmm. we always have the art projects with the turkeys and all that kind of Pilgrim stuff. Pilgrim hats, yeah. Yeah. And I remember what I learned about Thanksgiving was all about family because every Thanksgiving, you know, our whole family extended mm-hmm. um, would gather and we would eat and we would play until we would drop. I mean, it was an entire day dedicated to touch football and skeet shooting and laughter and storytelling. And of course, more food oh, yeah. than a single table could hold. You know, I have nothing but great memories and true gratitude for that Mm -hmm. time that we had. Yeah, Thanksgiving was always fun for us, too. Family, food, and football. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't food if it didn't have cranberry sauce. So (laughs) that that was my bias. Um, But I had an experience one year that changed my thinking about Thanksgiving, and it wasn't at Thanksgiving. Okay, I, I was a tomboy growing up. I loved being outdoors and active, and I was probably about 14 before I didn't have a skin near elbow. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly like girly things like ribbons in my hair or actually even combing my hair, <laughs> wearing dresses, uh, and I especially didn't like dolls. Mm-hmm. In fact, I loathed them. Mm-hmm. I would avoid playing with them whenever I could. Interestingly enough, though, I played with my stuffed animals like my friends played with their dolls. It was something about dolls' eyes. They creep me out. They still do. At any rate, I was a disappointment to my grandmother, who, you guessed it, was a doll lover. Mm-hmm. And every year for my birthday and for Christmas, mm-hmm. she gave me a doll. Oh, boy. So one year for Christmas, she gave me yet another doll uh, in the vain hope that I would actually like it. Yeah. So I knew I had to thank her, but my thanks was pretty tepid and wrote. And my grandmother had finally had it with my attitude. She snatched the doll back and retorted, you ungrateful wretch. Oh my <laughs> I was like, you can imagine how yes. shocked I was. Uh-huh. Those were very strong words from a woman that I loved and admired. But you know what? It taught me a life lesson. Mm-hmm. And that is, I had been focused on myself and my own disappointment. I didn't feel mm-hmm. thankful But that event taught me to shift my focus to the other. And while I didn't feel thankful for the doll, I did 
feel thankful for my grandmother. Yeah. I was I loved my grandmother, and I was very grateful for her love and her care and her generosity in my life. So, so Thanksgiving or or giving thanks, expressing mm-hmm. gratitude, however you want to put it, doesn't have to be a feeling for us to practice it. Okay. And giving thanks becomes a key for us as Christians that unlocks the most amazing doors. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. All right. I want to start with a quote from Melody Beattie. Uh, she's an author. She wrote Codependent No More. That's probably her most famous um, book. Mm-hmm. And what she said was, gratitude makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Sense of our past, peace for today, vision for tomorrow. And we are going to see past, present, and future in these psalms today. Okay. Um, so let's start with Psalm 95. It is one of the kingship psalms, 93 to 100. Uh, it's written in two parts. The first part celebrates God's kingship and is a song of praise. And the second part is a warning mm-hmm. not to repeat the rebellion of the Israelites' ancestors when God brought them out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. It was probably written for the Feast of Tabernacles, which is that seven-day fall festival when abundant crops um, remind the people of, of God's goodness and His protection and provision for them when they were wandering that 40 years in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. And back in Jesus' time, actually some some places even today, Jewish people build tents either in front of their house or on their roof, and they lived in them for the entire celebration. Oh, yeah, I didn't it, know that. I, when I was a kid, I thought that was the most amazing thing. But now, obviously, we're going to focus on verses 1 through 7a because of our Thanksgiving theme today. But the entire psalm is a wonderful pattern to it. It reflects those two paths we talked about way back in Lesson 1, mm-hmm. God's way and the not God's mm-hmm. way, right? Yeah. So let's take a look at the overall structure. Verses 1 through 5 can be summarized as praise. Look up, sing. It's in the present tense. It starts off with the word come. In Hebrew, that implies meet God face to face. Oh. I love that yeah. that vision of that. It's an invitation. Mm-hmm. It's also a command. It's come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song for the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. That shows us the how and why of gratitude. The how is with exuberant joy, singing, even shouting. Mm-hmm. The why is the person. Just look at the God who's described there. Yeah. It's full of majesty and power and glory. It's just fabulous. Okay, then verses 6 through 7 can be summarized as worship. First, we have praise and we have worship. Bow down. Be silent. You know, when we meet the God described in the first part of the psalm face-to-face, mm-hmm. our natural inclination is to worship to bow down, to kneel in submission because of who he is and because of who we are. Mm -hmm. So what an astonishing privilege to be chosen by God to be the sheep of his pasture and the people under his care. It is awesome, Mm -hmm. literally awesome. So verses 1 through 7a describe path 1 of Psalm 1, and it's focused on the present and the future. The final part of Psalm 7b through 11 can be described as warning, listen, obey, and it deals with the past. 
God hears our voice in praise and petition, but we must hear his voice in his word too. And the Psalms shout to us, remember. Mm. It's so important to remember because if we don't, we wander. And wandering is the opposite of worship. It's the second path that we are warned to avoid. Well, I love that this psalm begins with come because that is so welcoming, inviting us, but also gently reminding us in that command voice of what Mm -hmm. we should be doing. You know, and I know personally that I can never be reminded too often to be grateful. Mm -hmm. You know, I also want to think about the importance of being aware of our past. So often when we are in the middle of some kind of trauma or life-changing event, it doesn't feel like we have anything to be thankful for. But when we go back and reflect, hopefully we are, have learned something as we've gotten a little bit of distance from that trauma. And we are reminded that God was with us and that is always something to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. I recently read a quote from Eugene Peterson that has really stuck with me. It says, prayer is strengthened when it acquires a memory. And isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. When we reflect on all the prayers that have been answered in our lives, it gives us a boldness to keep on praying. Uh, That is so true. But now, I, I will confess to you that I tend to think of God answering prayer as granting my petition. Exactly. You know? But think of all the times in your life, Lynn, that God hasn't answered prayer, or Uh He said no, or He delayed. Right. You know, we see those with 2020 hindsight, but oh man, in my life, I can be so grateful for the times that He said no. Yeah. And I love that Peterson quote, prayer Mm -hmm. is strengthened when it acquires a memory, but Mm -hmm. so is faith. Yeah. So is joy. Mm -hmm. So is kindness. Mm -hmm. So all of the characteristics of Jesus that we want to be transformed into are strengthened yeah. when we have a memory. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. And remember, remember all the times in Scripture that we are encouraged to remember. Yeah. Jesus's words were even part of the invitation to the communion table. So do this in remembrance of me. Mm-hmm. So the past in some ways, in good ways, mm-hmm. should always be with us. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on to Psalm 100. It's one of my favorites. It shares some of the same phrases as Psalm 95. And in my Bible, at least, it's subtitled, A Psalm for Giving Grateful Praise or Thanks. It brings the kingship psalms to a close uh, and extends an invitation, this time to all the earth, to shout for joy and worship the Lord. That's us. Yeah. We're all the earth. Mm -hmm. Thousands of years ago, we are invited and welcome into his presence. Now, I know, Lynn, you love definitions. Well, I love word choices. Yes. Um, I think the preponderance of certain words is a clue for us about the content and the importance of some of the ideas expressed in Scripture. And this Psalm 100 is one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no doubt about the focal point of this song. It's God. He is mentioned. 11 times in these five verses. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, Shortly behind, close behind, is the word praise. Now, we miss this in English because our English translations only use that word twice. Mm -hmm. But according to Eugene Peterson, who knows more Hebrew than I will ever know, Mm -hmm. uh, the psalm uses eight different words for praise, which which makes it rich and deep. 
praise is a dominant theme, but by using these eight different words, uh, the psalmist illustrates that praise is this creative, complex, many-sided activity. Um, it's, it's as if praise is a multifaceted diamond that sparkles and shines because of all the different sides to it. Regardless, the overriding atmosphere in both of these psalms is joy. Abundant, overflowing, abandoned, exuberant, unrestrained, spontaneous, loud. I mean, you can go on and on describing it. You can almost drown in the joy of these psalms, this aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, thank you. I love that image of the diamonds and the different facets. Um, You know, as part of my daily quiet time, I have a gratitude journal. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little embarrassed to admit that even though I have just a richness of things to be grateful for, that sometimes I sit down and I write the same thing that I've written five days in a row, or I just sit there and stare at the page. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be grateful all the time for the things because we should, Mm -hmm. but just to think of that as many faceted and to have different reflections, I think it could open my eyes a little bit more to things that I am forgetting to be Mm -hmm. grateful for. And it could be just that jolt that I need to bring some life and spontaneity back into my gratitude. (laughs) You know, spontaneous, exuberant, and unrestrained are hardly words that I would use to describe myself when I come before the Lord to be thankful for all I have. (laughs) You may be becoming a bit too Presbyterian. Maybe. So we're so restrained. Um, Okay, let's take a step back. And take a brief look globally at giving thanks before we wrap up. Okay. I, like you, did a an online search. Oh. So depending on which search engine you use, mm-hmm. the word thanksgiving or give thanks appears 146 times in the Bible, mm-hmm. 102 in the Old Testament, 44 in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And praise, interestingly enough, is mentioned between 175 and 248 times, depending on the translation. But as we see in these psalms, the two are frequently intertwined. Yeah. In fact, I would go so far as to say you can't really do one without it leading to the other. You can start with either praise or giving thanks, and you end up with the other one as well. And we have a lot of examples of that in the Bible. David, we know, lived a life of thanksgiving. Psalm 119, 164 tells us that he praised God seven times a day Mm -hmm. for God's righteous judgment. He praised him for who he was. Jesus' life was also saturated with thanksgiving. Um, Remember what he did before the miracle of the loaves and fishes? He gave thanks. Mm -hmm. And when he raised Lazarus from the dead, he gave thanks. And in both of those instances, he gave God thanks for what was coming, yeah. because the miracles hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So he was saturated with thanksgiving. Um, even Paul, Paul is almost like a broken record about it. He tells us to give thanks always and be filled with the Spirit. If you read the book of Ephesians, it's in every single chapter. Yeah. So obviously, Old Testament, Jesus, New Testament, thanksgiving, giving thanks is very important. Have you ever wondered why? Um, No. 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 (laughs) No. It's okay. I probably should, but I haven't. I didn't until I had to start doing this podcast. (laughs) Um, But I thought, well, okay, okay, let's think about that a minute. Does God need our thanksgiving and praise? No. No. He's perfectly complete without anything from us. 
And so I got to thinking that maybe God invites us, commands us to give thanks for a couple of reasons. First of all, think back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve had been given everything Mm -hmm. except one thing that God withheld from them. So, of course, Satan comes along, Mm -hmm. and prompted by Satan, they begin to crave that one thing to doubt God's goodness to them. And you know what happened. Mm -hmm. They chose the one thing because they had lack of gratitude for the everything. Yeah. They got their eyes off the giver of the gift. Yeah. So giving thanks, gratitude, is like um, a vaccination that creates antibodies. Mm -hmm. It helps us overcome our tendencies in our human nature toward things like worry, complaining, judging, trying to control people, pride, impatience, Mm -hmm. you know, all of those, what one commentary calls the sins of good standing, Yeah. right? Because if giving thanks, even for the very circumstances and people that are annoying us, focuses us on the many, many gifts we have been given. Right. And more importantly, on the giver of those gifts. Imagine how different it would have been if Adam and Eve had said, God, thank you for everything you've given us. Thank you for this temptation because it reminds us that you have given us everything. That's right. It's that perspective shift that keeps showing up in all these lessons. It's when we shift from what we want to what we have been given. The, when you do that, the only option is thanks and praise. Absolutely. Now, notice that we keep saying give thanks, mm-hmm. not be thankful. Okay. Uh, Psalm 116.17 says, I will offer you a sacrifice of thanks and praise. And the writer of Hebrews in chapter 13 encourages us to continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God. As, and what that tells me is a sacrifice is costly. Right. It costs you something. Yeah. So sometimes it costs us to thank and praise God. This is a stupid example, but I had it on Mopac just the other day, where I learned a lot of spiritual lessons, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, it cost me to thank God for the annoying person in the giant, always black pickup truck that is pushing me in traffic <laughs> on Mopac. Yeah. It costs me because I have to give up my righteous indignation. I have to give up my impatience, among other things. And by thanking God for that person in that pickup truck, it reminds me that that person is created in God's image too, and that God hadn't finished yet, either with me or with him. Mm -hmm. Sad to say, I have an opportunity to give that sacrifice a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so as a way of encouragement, for those of us who are emotionally driven and who isn't yeah, at one right, time or another, right. we don't have to feel gratitude to express it. Gratitude is an action. It's not a feeling. And if we can't thank God for the situation, and there are many th- situations we cannot thank God for. Of course, yeah. We can thank Him in it. Yeah. In it. The point is, giving thanks has a protect quality about it. It protects us from other things. Mm -hmm. So remember the P word. You're going to have to make a list of P words. Okay. (laughs) 
The second point about Thanksgiving is another key. Psalm 104 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Mm -hmm. Giving thanks opens the doors to God's presence. Mm. It's how we are to approach him. It builds our relationship with him. So if you're feeling distant from God, notice I said feeling. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling distance from God, try expressing thanks. You don't have to feel it. You just have to do it. Right. Yes, and things change. Because mm-hmm. it reminds you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, protective presence. Third point about giving thanks is that it transforms us. As I learned from my grandmother, <laughs> our hearts and minds get turned to focus on the Lord, not on ourselves, when we are engaged in thanks and praise. So we come, become right-sized. Uh, our perspective changes, as you keep saying, Lynn. Mm-hmm. God's Word is performative, meaning it does things. It works in us to change our hearts and our minds and our attitudes and ultimately our actions. And when we obey His Word, it does something to us. So gratitude opens us up to that transformation. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, giving thanks brings shalom, Mm -hmm. peace. It Mm -hmm. makes us whole in a way that nothing else does. Okay, so, so far we have protective, presence, and performative. Okay. All right, I've got one more, and I bet you're glad because this list of P's could go on forever. <laughs> Giving thanks leads to praise, mm-hmm. which brings joy. Yeah. Two of my favorite quotes, one is from the Presbyterian Catechism, believe it or not, uh, which says, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Mm-hmm. We frequently leave that last part off. Yeah. And the other quote is from St. Irenaeus. He was a bishop in the second century. And he says, the glory of God is man fully alive. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean human beings, you know. Giving thanks makes us fully alive in God's presence to enjoy Him permanently forever. Yeah. Thanksgiving is worship. Life with God is meant for joy. Mm -hmm. Jesus, as recorded by John in chapter 16, Jesus promises us this joy and that no one can take it from us. And he asks the Father to make his joy complete in us. So we are created for joyful worship and joyful relationship with the one who never leaves us and who gives us all good things. Yeah, I love that reminder to give thanks even when we're not feeling thankful because you can't give thanks without starting to actually feel it. You might not feel it when you first start out, but when mm-hmm. you start making that list, it changes you're, you. you're going to feel it. Yeah. And if we ever needed a list to nudge us towards thankfulness, this is certainly a good one. Protection, presence, performative, praise, permanent. I'm sure there are some more P's in there, but we'll, there stop, with, we'll stop with those. Um, so what are we going to leave our friends with to think about over this long break before we return on January 11th 2023. It doesn't even even sound like a real date to me. No, it doesn't to me either. (laughs) I am always so amazed about how God has us in certain scriptures leading up to Mm -hmm. Advent and Christmas. Mm -hmm. And this year is, of course, no exception. Um, The kingly Psalms of Thanksgiving and praise prepare our hearts for the coming of the one true king. Mm Now, holidays for me are generally full of joy, particularly Mm -hmm. after I got rid of all my expectations about my family traditions that I talked about a while back. Right. But they're also difficult. Sure. You know, you, you have sometimes some stress and strain in relationships. Mm-hmm. 
But for some people, the holidays are very painful and difficult. And they are mired in that loneliness we talked about last week. And Mm -hmm. we need to be very conscious and aware of that. Yeah. So here's the homework. Practice giving thanks, especially during difficult times or situations. Mm -hmm. You can use the P's as a prompt. You can make a list of God's characteristics in these two Psalms. Only use these two Psalms. If you keep going, you'll go on forever, which may not be a bad idea. But the point is to practice giving thanks, especially during times that are difficult or situations or people that are painful for you. And make a note Make a note of when you give thanks, especially for those difficult times, right? Right. Note what happens as a result of giving thanks. Because we're going to share that when we come back at that impossible date of the 11th of January, 2023. Well, that sounds like an assignment. It is an assignment. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I just say may our hearts and mouths be filled with thanksgiving. Amen. Every day. Um, And until next time.